What is going on, everyone? I'd like to say the most wonderful time of year, and it's not Christmas. It is the start of the Texas high school football season. Week one is upon us, merely really three days away at this point. When you think of Thursday night football, it's here, folks. And, and joining with me today is Matt Malatesta and Josh Cook. Before we get started, i got to welcome them in and see how, how was your summer? Matt, I know you went overseas. How, how was that? Tell us about your, your summer. Summer was fire. I highly recommend going to Europe. It kind of changes your perspective on a lot of things. But I had a blast over there in Italy. Moved some kids around. Moved kids, one kid to New York City. Moved one kid to Dallas. So, yeah, it's been a um, busy summer. How about you, Joshua? Yeah, let's start with you first, Joshua Cook, because we are two Joshes here. Josh, Josh Cook, how was your summer? It was good. You know, just a couple vacations here and there. Not as luxurious as Matt's. I didn't go to Europe. I, you know, with a two-year-old and a four-year-old, I'm not ready to get on a plane for like 18 hours. So Never. You know. But a car ride, a three-hour car ride is great. It's fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, we, you know, family, a couple family vacations during the summer and, you know, in between all our great photo shoots and stuff. And then um, just got a new puppy in the house. So that's fun. So got a little little puppy running around so you know always exciting things in the cook household yeah, i do I not support beach. a new dog <laughs> i went to the beach so for with, with the fam for for a few uh for a few days so that was good but then it was right back to the grind because even though it's summer you know we don't stop working as, as you know uh, vibe campus big part of our summer but let's get into it week one is here uh you know next 17 weeks are going to be action-packed with football from regular season all the way to the state championship and everything in between so let's start this uh, I got a couple of questions for you for, for for our kind of inaugural welcome to the fall season uh, let's, let's start with this question right here um what are some of the most compelling stories coming out of the off season for for programs across the state uh let's start with you matt what's one big compelling story uh we should be aware of well i'm really just really looking excited looking to see the development of how the quarterbacks of houston are going to really do this year i mean north shore is a great story katie's a great story but the mabry matarier uh, Woodlands quarterback, DJ Lagway, Willis quarterback, two of the nation's top quarterbacks that are just going to be juniors. Let's see how they have taken that next step. I think that, you know, the Woodlands is in position to be a national state possibility this year. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But those quarterbacks are going to be really fun to watch. And then there's a bunch of other quarterbacks around the city of Houston that are not quite at the re that recruiting level, but Houston was such a running town, running back centric town, and now it's really flipped to the QBs. Josh, let's turn it over to you now. Give us that one compelling story people across the state need to know about. Here you go. You ready for this? I'm ready. You said you guys should shock me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock you with a couple things. I'm gonna start with this. Class 4A Division 1 is absolutely silly loaded from the top down. You start with Stephenville, who won the state championship last year. They bring back quarterback one, Ryder Lambert, who passed for 4,200 yards, 52 scores a year ago under Sterling Doty, who went to Stephenville. Of course, he, you know, he's a Houston tie coach at Magnolia and before going up to Stephenville, his alma mater. So Stephenville 
kind of preseason favorite. Then you have China Spring right behind them. Now, you remember China Spring won a state championship last year. They did that in 4AD2. They'd make the jump up this year to 4AD1. Trey Haffer is one of the stars there looking to shine. Then you got Tyler Chapel Hill. We know about this program because Jeff Reardon has kind of gone there, taken this program like he did Crosby. He's built him up, built him up, built him up. And now this is the year maybe Tyler Chapel Hill, a little beast Texas comes through. They got some dudes over there too. Kevion Huddleston is on the defensive line. He's committed to TCU as a three-star. Tyson Berry at receiver, he's committed at San Diego State. Remember what Reardon did at Crosby. He built and built and built and got him to that Upper echelon. I think that's what he's doing at Tyler Chapel Hill. It's all coming in 4A Division One. Then finally, people are probably like, hey, what's the Houston tie? Here's the Houston tie. El Campo is in 4A Division One. Is this the year the Rice Birds can finally punch through? It's Ruben Owens' last season. He's the number one running back in the country. He's the top recruit in the country. He rushed for nearly 3,000 yards last year. Can they ride him? All the way to AT&T Stadium, can the number one running back in the country carry his team to the state championship game? It's going to be tough in 4A Division One with Stephenville, Tyler Chapel Hill, China Spring, El Campo. It's going to be a lot of fun. That yeah. Go who ahead, Matt. leads Go with ahead. 4A? Who leads with 4A? I do like that. Is a very tough area. Uh, that's a good region. You know, Todd Dodge. You know, that's an interesting. Like, where does Westlake go from here? I mean, they're going to probably continue to be a power because it's a culture, right? But, I mean, that dude was kind of the dude in that area. So let's see how that plays out. So many coaching moves over um, the past six to eight months. We'll see where these guys, you know, kind of how they pan out. You got high school coaches that are now coaching in college. The Texas Tech Red Raiders have them a high school coach. I'm just – I'm excited to see how the vacuum of coaches kind of change and, and who becomes the next big thing in the world of you know high school coaching across the state. Yeah, I, I definitely I brought up the uh, the Westlake um, you know uh, kind of new uh, regime, if you will, in my five burning questions. Check it out on vibe.com. But um, I'll, you know, I'll summarize with this. Tony Salazar has been there since I think 2014, if I remember correctly. Uh, so he's going to fit right in, and that defense is still there, and it's going to be loaded. He re- he replaced a bunch on defense last year, and look what they did. Uh, you know, the biggest question mark is going to be the replacement of Cade Klubnick. You have the quarterback there that actually got to play a few uh, games last year while uh, Cade was nursing an injury. I, I think it's going to be Westlake. The really interesting thing, and again, this is on my article, is that. Westlake is almost guaranteed a spot at D1. The only way they can make D2 for playoffs is if Del Valley makes the playoffs, which, you know, they're kind of almost on the outside looking in. We'll have to see how Dripping Springs and and Buda Johnson do moving up from 5A to 6A. So they're probably going to be, you know, 6A D1, which means, you know, most likely potentially a matchup with, uh, you know, well, Lake Travis for one in the playoffs at some point, and then maybe even after that, uh, North Shore. So definitely some some compelling stories when you look at the, uh, you know, kind of the higher echelons of, of Texas high school football. But let's talk about some dark horses right now. Let's move on to another question. And, Josh, I'll start with you. Who are some dark horse contenders in, 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 when we look at these Texas teams from, you know, maybe from 1A through 6A, um, you know, it really depends. I mean, you look at a lot of these teams that kind of took it all last year, you know, are, you know, is Peyto a potential dark horse because they went up from 5A to 6A? What, what do you think, Josh? I, I don't think – 
Katie Pato is a dark horse. I mean, you want to say championship. I think that takes you out of the dark horse area. There's going to be a lot of questions for Pato on the def- on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is going to be uh, stellar. I mean, you look at David Hicks up front. He comes in from Allen. His dad's a coach. He came and joined the staff over there. Um, you know, their defense is, is going to be solid. The offense is going to be the question mark for them is, you know, and then moving up to 6A and you move into 19-6A. Now you have to play Katie and Tompkins and, you know, it's a lot different. Making that jump's a lot different. But, you know, for me, and Matt already knows where this is going. He already knows where this is going because I completely disagreed with him on his preseason rankings for this district. A dark horse for me is going to be the Klein Forest Golden Eagles. I think they can be sneaky good. They were, you know, yeah, they had a good non-district last year, and then they kind of hit the skates in district play. But this team's a year older. Jonathan Wilson, what he's been able to do there is phenomenal. They got three superstar recruits there. You started with U- University of Houston commit Parker Jenkins coming out of the backfield. Then you got ultra recruit Jelani Watkins. I think he can have a breakout year receiver. He had a breakout spring on the track. He was amazing at the U.S. State track and field uh, meet this past May. And then on defense, Brad Spence. He's committed to Arkansas. His younger brother, Trent Spence, who Brad says is going to be better than him, is up on varsity now. So you got the Spence brothers coming off the ends. Am I saying that Klein Forest is going to go win the district? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Are they going to make the playoffs? I'll make that bold statement right now. Klein Forest will make the playoffs this year comparatively to what Matt Malatesta thinks. But I'm going with the Golden Eagles. I think the talent is there on paper. And plus there's another bet on the line, Matt. Jonathan Wilson might have to get his head shaved again if he makes the playoffs. I think he's going to be fine. I went to Klein Forest. I'm rooting for him. But D1 players are great, but they don't translate into wins all the time. And that's and having being – see this gray in my beard? That's what – that's an old gray beard talking because, man, it's just like – I know we get all kind of hyped and hyped up on them, but I am, I'm wishing the best for them. My – coming out of the city of Houston, not a dark horse – I mean, this is my dark horse team. Nobody talks about them, about being able to make that push all the way to state. And I know people are going to say that's so lame of you to say that, but the Woodlands Heights, the Woodlands Highlanders are good. They've got a great offensive line, huge offensive line that um, is led by Caden Soraki. He is going to be a star. He's just a junior also. The only thing that works against them is they're a little young. So you've got to a junior quarterback that's a national recruit. The offensive line is filled with national recruits. The receiving core is nuts. You've got, um, you know, Quanell X, or, you know, Quanell X has moved over there uh, from Grand Oaks. He gives them another tremendous weapon offensively. The defensive line has gotten better. It's going to, they're always a sound tackling team. The only thing that concerns me is their DBs. Can they get past a Duncanville or DeSoto? Eh, maybe. But I think that's a team that's got the Willows got a, is a team that has staying power. They're going to run through their district, and they play North Shore, so they're going to see kind of what it takes early on this week. And I think they're going to give North Shore a really good game. I think they could win that game. There you go. Some dark horses to consider as we head into the football season. Next question I have for you guys. 
Who's one player we should keep an eye on this season? Yes, we have the Ruben Owenses of the world. We know he's going to be one of you know one of those you got to keep your eye on. But what's one of those that's like they're just that close from just like a breakout season? Matt, let's start with you. Who's that one player we got to watch this year? Well, I'll tell you what. Caleb Bailey was a freshman last year. He was He's the North Shore quarterback. They won state. If this guy continues to develop under um, Willie Gaston, who's the OC, I'm going to take a, on a history lesson for 30 seconds. Vince Young played it in Houston. Vince Young played a game against North Shore that ended 61-58 to 58 in what's called in the barbershops as the greatest game in the history of Houston high school football. They played North Shore. The quarterback of North Shore was Willie Gaston, who's now the OC, and he would, I guarantee he would say, I've got potentially the next Vince Young as my sophomore quarterback. How about that for going full circle? Played against Vince Young, now could be coaching the next Vince Young. That is lofty expectations, but that guy, if he gets, if he gets, um, very accurate and puts the work in becoming a quarterback first and not relying so much on the run, this guy could be special. Caleb Bailey, North Shore High School. Yeah, that's, that's a, such a good point, Matt. I mean, when you think about it, he's only a sophomore. He's still got – after this year, not not this year, after this year he's still got two more years. That's crazy to think about and, and the ceiling for him. You know, he's, he's got so much potential. So that's a very good uh, selection right there, Matt. Josh, let's turn it over to you. Who's that one player we got to keep an eye on? So I'm going to go with a guy named Andrew Marsh of Katie Jordan. Katie Jordan is one of the newer programs in the city of Houston. They're going to be in 196A. But this dude is, I mean, this is a dude on at wide receiver. You know, he just looks the part in the little film that, you know, I've seen of him and from his scrimmages. He just, he just flows so well. He just is a smooth runner, a good route runner, knows how to run good routes. He's a guy that has 14 offers and hasn't even played a varsity down. That includes Baylor, Houston, and LSU. You know, he he just looks really smooth. He really reminds me of kind of like a Harold Perkins-esque kind of route runner. It's very smooth. It looks very smooth. It's not very jerky at all. He just kind of looks like he's gliding across the turf, has great hands to go up and get the ball. So I really like Andrew Marsh. I really want to see what he can do. I think he's going to be one of the top targets for Katie Jordan. I think Jordan could – be a sneaky team this year in 196A. They've got a lot of weapons. Nathan Sauls is another one at wide receiver as well, but I really like Andrew Marsh. And then this is not really a dark horse guy because everyone knows who he is, but this is a nod to Josh W. for you. How about Dalton Brooks of Shiner, the younger brother of Doug Brooks? He's committed to Texas A&M. He's 6 foot 187 pounds, playing in Class 2A Division One. is an absolute beast has 22 offers, and just rolls over people. Shiner went 16-0 and last year to win the 2A Division I state championship. Dalton Brooks is back for another year. So I like Dalton Brooks of Shiner as well. Of course, everyone does and what he does uh, for the Shiner Comanches. Well, yeah, one good note about that is, you know, Shiner's probably the biggest opponent uh, into the last couple of series, uh, seasons, Refurio. They're in the same district for the next two years. So that's a big-time story to watch as well, is those two teams in that district probably play, ended up playing twice uh, this year. Who's going to win when it matters most in the playoffs? I'll give you one real quick, uh, the, the player to watch. And, and this is really because if there's one team 
um, that can potentially finally get San Antonio, you know, to that state title game because I think it's been since I think 2014 was the last time when it was Steel, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's going to be Brennan. It's going to be because of quarterback Ashton Debeau. He's the he was the six A uh, built Ford Tough uh, Player of the Year last year. You know they got to the 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 regional finals where they lost to Lake Travis. You know San Antonio always has that problem of trying to get over that hump in six A when it comes to you know trying to get to that state title game. And if there's going to be one team to do it, it's going to be because of of Ashton. This guy is absolutely phenomenal. Definitely want to keep an eye on him this year. So uh, any other things before we move on to our other question, guys? Yes. Who is this season's, um, you know, kind of surprise team, like statewide, that really has super state power? Like South Oak, South Oak Cliff was one of the greatest stories in high school sports. I don't know, maybe in six or seven years. I mean, what the what the Golden Bears did is remarkable. Um, and can they sustain that? I think that's going to be another kind of interesting storyline. But who could be that team that kind of comes out of nowhere and shocks the world? That's a good question, Josh. Do you have a kind of have a selection or theory on that? I don't know if I have a selection or theory. I mean, like Matt said, South Oak Cliff is is the best story in Texas high school football over the last few years. Having seen them in person last year, I mean, they were just brute force. And I think they I think they have enough to do it again this year. They've got the pieces back that they can make another run at it. And I think that's going to be the, a lot of attention is going to be on them this year is after winning state last year. Um, you know, I, I think a team, and, and they've been there before, I think a team to kind of watch is going to be for Ben Marshall. What did they do after last season? And, you know, they lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. They get into a new district this year, a little bit more of a competitive district. Jacoby Banks enters, um, I think his senior year. Um, you know, he's committed to the University of Houston. So I'm interested to see what James Williams and company do with Fort Ben Marshall. Can they get back to the state championship game? They were there back-to-back years a couple years ago. Uh, can they get back onto the upper echelon of Texas high school football? I think Fort Marshall has athletes all over the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they look good. Uh, new district will test them a little bit better before the playoffs get here. So um, interested to see what they look like here in 2022. I love nope. those stories like a tomball. Like last year, no one on the landscape of Texas high school football thought tomball was going to do anything. They had an amazing run. Crosby's kind of that sneaky team also that um, that has done it the last couple of years. You can't really call them a dark horse anymore because they've kind of done it. Another team, Southeast Texas, watch out for the LCM Bears, Little Cypress Mauriceville. Again, where where is that? It's right on the border of Louisiana and Texas. Eric Peavy comes over from Westbrook, has a big historic season last year. Can he keep it going over there? in the land of the bears one more one more team for you before we move on i gotta throw their name out there corpus christi veterans memorial i think they have a good shot to potentially you know get a coast team to to state this year we'll 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 get a good good chance to see uh you know how they stack up because they will be playing el campo i believe it's in week two or week three so you know they'll get a good test and really we'll get to see uh, you know what kind of caliber team we're going to get from them this year how about coaches now we talk about players that might you know kind of stand out what coach is going to be making a name for themselves this year. Matt, let's start with you. 
Wow, that's a great question. You know, some of the co coaches that I really like that are kind of off the grid, let's say, um, you know, you've got your John K's and, um, you know, of the world. And, you know, a guy I really like, there's two guys that come to mind in the Houston area. PB is great. I love him in little Cypress Mauriceville. Uh, but I really like uh, James Clancy at Klein Kane. And he had a very interesting point to me. They've been kind of pretty good and on the cusp of something special. They've only been in been a high school varsity program for five years. And he's like, Matt, we had so much talent come through here. Are we a program that's going to reload or have to rebuild? He's hoping it's the reload because I think that's a really great way to look at it. Now he's kind of a, he's a guy that's under 40 years old. And I think he's building something special at Klein Kane, but does he have enough? You know, he's one guy I really like. And the other is he, this dude does not get the juice he deserves. Rick LaFavors at Rich Point. He was at little, he was at Lamar Consolidated. Then he gets to Rich Point and man, he's one of the best dudes out there. Just a great man leader of men i think they're going to be tough in region three class six eight region three but um i just think he's a really quality and just a really good coach josh let's turn it over to you now who's that one coach this year we gotta keep we gotta be looking out for who's gonna be making the name for themselves well i had originally written down um you know tony salazar out at Austin Westlake. Not that he needs to make a name for himself, but you know, he's taken over for a legend. When you take over for a legend, it that that's one of the harder jobs to do. You know, when um, for instance, you know, when Bobby Knight retired, it was Pat Knight's turn. And, you know, that kind of didn't shake out that well at Texas Tech. But that's just kind of an example. When you have to take over for a legend, what what do you do? Um, but I think Tony Salazar will do a great job. Like you said, he's been there since 2014. The kids know him. Um, you know, I think that's going to be interesting to see what he can do there. Another guy that's interesting is Cirillo Ojeda, who goes from Sharpstown to Aldine. So at Sharpstown, he was able to turn the culture around there. They had not they had a losing streak of like 25 straight games. They win some games there. They went three and seven last year. Um, you know, he built that up, built that up. Now he's taking over an Aldine program that's kind of in a bit of a similar situation. They've had a tough road, you know, tough road over the past couple of seasons, haven't really won any games. You know, can he come in and kind of reestablish that, you know, Aldine heritage that, you know, of winning? And remember, Aldine football, they won a national championship in the early 90s. I think it was 1990. They won a national championship. They won a state championship back then at Aldine. Can he rebuild that and start getting this program going um, in that area? Another guy to take note of is Cornelius Harmon goes from Summer Creek, his offensive coordinator there under Kenny Harrison, played at Port Arthur Memorial. He now takes over Nimitz. Nimitz has got some talent. has got Corey Huff uh, on the defense side of the ball that's going to go to Baylor. You know, they got a good quarterback coming back. Can Cornelius Harmon come in and establish a culture there and get Nimitz going? You know, Ike is kind of the brand right now, and, and Matt maybe want to argue that a little bit, but Ike, I think, is the brand of Aldine ISD, uh, what Eric Jackson has been able to do there. Now, can Cornelius Harmon and Cirillo Ojeda, can they come in and establish kind of their brands with their programs inside Aldine ISD? Hey, I got one more for you. I got one more for you. 
One of the biggest brands in Texas high school football is another little Southeast Texas school by the name of West Orange Stark. Dude, this team has been full of dogs for a long time and, and have tremendous success under Cornell Thompson, who has been there forever. He retires. What? Okay, first of all, this guy has got an amazing name for being a high school coach. Hiawatha Hickman is the new head coach at West Orange Start, one of the biggest brands in Texas. That's a lot of pressure for the defensive line coach to come in and be the AD head coach. At a big school like that, stay tuned. Let's see how, or not a big school, but a big state power like that. Let's see if he can handle or if he's up for that transition. Some great coaches to keep in, you know, keep keep an eye on, and probably plenty, uh, you know, plenty more that you know we just didn't get to. Let's end the show today by kind of making a, somewhat of a prediction, if you will. And so, let me ask you guys, uh, what is the one lock for upset, upset of the week? You know, tons of games across the state of, of Texas. You got some great, you know, matchups against kind of ranked teams, if you will. What's that one upset lock that you can just lock in right now that this team's going to upset, you know, a favored team, if you will? Uh, let's go with Josh. Josh, who's that upset for you this week? So this is kind of the, you know, a team punching up a, a division. I'm going to go Crosby at CE King. Some people might be like, well, you know, why? That's not really an upset. But it is a 5A program taking on a 6A program. You know, Crosby does not shy away from playing tough competition. We saw that last year when they opened the season against Carthage. They were literally one kickoff return away uh, from winning that game. And, you know, Carthage is a state power. C.E. King, you know, they're trying to build themselves up in that 21-6 day. You know, they got Kyron Miles back at quarterback. They got stars all over the field on defense, offense. You know, Crosby's been a team, went to state, played for a state championship two years ago, went to state semifinals last year. Lost to LaGrange, who ended up going on to lose to South Oak Cliff in the state title game. This is a great test for Crosby. I think Crosby wins this game, makes an early season statement, and they do it against a Class 6A program in C.E. King, which their defense is really good at C.E. King. They added some pieces this offseason, and Cam Beiser, he came over from Jack Yates. Um, you know, so I think C.E. King's defense is going to be really good. Levante Johnson's another name to remember on that defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go Crosby over C.E. King to open up the Texas high school football season. Matt, let's turn it over to you now. Who is that upset? Where's that game going to be? Who's going to be? Josh, you know it's coming. Don't do it. Don't you do it. No, it is coming. I can't handle it. No, I can't Look do it. Look at the backdrop. No, Look at the backdrop. You see that picture right there? It's right over here. See that? Yep. Yep. That is Bobby Reed of North Shore High School, which faces the Woodlands this weekend at North Shore. They're the defending state champs. The Woodlands is not a lock. But I think they're going to win this game. And you're thinking, that's the stupidest thing I've heard all week, Matt. Well, the Woodlands went to a Tascosita. It is a scrimmage. I get it. They can control the line of scrimmage. All of North Shore's defensive super freaks are off to college. I think, I think the Woodlands has enough if they control the clock and the ball, running the ball and they don't turn the ball over. They have had trouble with the turnovers. 
the Woodlands wins this game. Oh, Mike dropped. There you go. I, I, I just, I, I just, I just can't with him. I just, I, 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 I don't. Uh, you know, do, do you know, do you know, do you know what the North Shore secondary looks like? You know, how many five stars are on the North Shore secondary. How are you gonna run? You ain't gonna throw the ball all night unless you're just gonna you run the ball. Oh, oh yeah, the to. defense. Wait, oh, let's talk about defense. Who's stopping David Amador? Who's stopping uh, Deion DeBlanc? Who's stopping DeAndre Hardiman? Who's stopping Caleb Bailey? It doesn't even matter. matter, Okay, okay, who's stopping Caleb Bailey? Who's stopping DeAndre Hardiman at running back? Who? Rashad Johnson. Well, hey, what's what's really what's really good about this about this Matt, and I'm glad you brought this game up, is that you're going to be able to watch, folks, if you're in the Houston area, you're going to be able to watch to see if the Woodlands can pull off the offset, because we got our Thursday Night Showdown coming back this year, presented by uh, Ernie Guarantee Bacon Trust. Sorry about that. North Shore versus Woodlands, 7 7 o'clock, AT&T Sports. Now you can see there the channel that that relates to right there on on your screen. So we'll have that one for you. We'll have Thursday Night Showdown uh, for for seven games this year. Um, So be ready for that. Oh, by the way, that's not all. We got tomorrow on KPRC, we got Bridgeland versus Lake Creek. Man, the two games we've had so far on KPRC for volleyball have been absolute uh, just classics, five-set classics. Last week's uh, Barbara Seal was down two games to nothing to Deer Park and came back and won that one in a thrilling uh, just set. I mean, I think the the closest uh, or the, the widest margin of victory was five, you know, was five points in set three by Barbara Seal. And then, of course, on Friday, KPRC game of the week, which I think, Josh, uh, you and Matt will both be there calling that one, if I'm not mistaken. Katie versus Clear Springs. So, hey, it's here, folks. Texas high school football is here. We will be here covering the games. We've got plenty more games on Vibe.com as well. So be sure to tune into those games Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. And hey, tune in to us every 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 day at 3 p.m. We'll have a show for you tomorrow. Josh Cook is going to be on with Coach Craig Cranfield for St. Pius. Uh, that one's going to be a weekly show as well. So, hey, let's get some shout-outs going. Matt, who you want to shout out today? Just shout out in general? In general. Hmm. <laughs> well, hey, okay. I'm going to shout out. This is this is Josh's favorite team now in volleyball. The Conroe Tigers are undefeated in volleyball, which is could be historic. This has never happened before. I think like what are they, Josh? 21 and 0? 21 and 0. 21 and 0. I know Josh wants to put him at number one in the city. Hold no, your horses. I did. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They broke in the top. They, well, okay, we can't give it away too much. The new volleyball rankings are coming out here uh, tonight at six o'clock. Can't give it away too much where they're at, but there's somewhere. Conroe's the not number ten. one, but kudos to them. They're doing an amazing job. Just turning the. They have a a mother daughter um, coach superstar player that transferred from Klein um, to play with her mom the last year, which is a great story. A, B, they're, they're balling out right now. Josh, how about you? Who do you want to shout out today? I'm going to go with, since Matt took Conroe, thanks, Matt. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Barbers Hill Eagles. Uh, 16 and two on the season, looking really good. They they beat Deer Park in one of our KPRC two vault of all games of the week. They played really good in their tournaments. Um, just 
piecing it together really nicely as Barbara Hill. So interested to see what they do um, when it comes to tournament time. Tomorrow's game, KPRC two level game is going to be fun. Bridgeland at ten and three. Lake Creek, Lake Creek, kind of off to a slower start than we thought they were going to be. I think six and seven on the year, six and eight on the year. So a big opportunity for Lake Creek to kind of rectify some things. Bridgeland, they're looking to continue to play well. Um, neat story we did as our Sunday feature this week is Bridgeland starting libero. Alice Volpe is the daughter of Rice legendary volleyball coach Jenny Volpe. She's been there for 18 years or 19th year now as the Rice volleyball head coach. That was her Sunday feature. Talked about their relationship with volleyball. Um, what's funny is Alice's first sport actually wasn't even volleyball. It was one of her last sports. She did gymnastics and swimming and everything else you could think of before getting into volleyball. But now she's a star libero. Um, Jenny, her mom, thinks she's actually better than she was at that age. Uh, Alice is into a big year of recruiting now as she's a junior, really wants to play Division One college volleyball, so we will see where she ends up. But she's definitely a big name to remember for the Bridgeland Bears as you go into tomorrow night's game on KPRC2+. I'm going to shout out wives and significant others, uh, especially you know, my wife, y'all's wives, coaches' wives, because as we know, we are about to be disapp- you know about to be very scarce in the household for the next 10 to 17 weeks. Uh, so, got to shout out the wives for you know being patient with us as we get to cover Texas high school football. So shout out to all the the wives and husbands and significant others out there. It's going to be our show for today. Again, we will be back. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. for the St. Pius Coaches Show with Craig Cranfield. And Josh Cook will will be there with the interview for him. So until tomorrow, I'm Wack. That's Matt and Josh Cook. We'll see you guys at the games. Bye, guys.